baseball life. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Hour number two, about 20 minutes or so, Nate Bolton from Hedberg and Bolton, tortious interference. What does that mean to us? Uh, we will get to Nate Bolton to opine on that. Uh, by the way, and Chris Monter momentarily, I uh, look forward to speaking with Chris. Uh, as we went to break, the Cubs lineup was not out. As we come out of break, the Cubs have indeed posted their starting lineup for today. No Anthony Rizzo, no Chris Bryant. Day game after a night game? You can connect those dots. You can. It's also two days before the trade deadline. You can connect those dots. Ortega in center. Contreras, Wisdom at first today. Javi Baez back in. Uh, he'll bat fourth, play shortstop. Ian Happ and left. Duffy at third. Hayward and right. Bodie at second. And Mr. No-Hitter, Alex Mills, will start today. Joey Votto, how do you get this guy out? He is on a tear. Unbelievable. And then he'll go the other way. That's, that's his style, Two for right? 27. Yeah, he gets in those prolonged slumps. Chris Monter joins the program. It is, after all, the NBA draft tonight. Uh, a lot of Hawkeye fans. Chris, as always, uh, look, we appreciate you coming on. Um, you're a very good resource at this time of year. We should use you more and promise to do so. Uh, but we've got you here today, and we're grateful for that. Uh, let's, I hate to steal this from you, Trent, but uh, let's get to Luke. I'll save uh, White Wieskamp for, uh, for Trent. Uh, let's start with Luca Garza, who seemingly is on the cusp of hearing his name called. He's worked his tail off. He's lost a lot of weight. He's a great college basketball player, but there's a lot of great college basketball players that don't transition to the NBA. Uh, what do you think his chances are of hearing his name tonight, Chris? Well, you're right. A very talented player. I vote for the Wooden Award. I helped pick out the players. I actually voted for him for the uh, 2020 season. Obi Toppin won the award, but mm. I voted for Luca, and he definitely deserved it this year. Well, you're right. I think the fact that he's worked so hard, that has to impress a lot of people. He's dropped about 25 pounds, worked on you know being a little bit quicker. You know, The NBA, the game has changed so much in the last 10, 15 years. It's really not what position you can play. It's what position you can guard. We even saw that in the playoffs. Brooke Lopez, even in the finals, you know, wasn't on the on the court because of Phoenix spreading the court. You saw Rudy Gobert, another talented big man who was actually the MVP, uh, most uh, best defensive player in the league this year, voted on. He wasn't very effective because of what other teams were trying to do to him. So I think, you know, a very skilled player. I'm in the minority maybe sometimes. I always think everybody gets so enamored by young players, freshmen, upside, and then you talk about a 22-, 23-year-old player and say, oh, well, this guy is what he is. And that necessarily isn't always the case. I look at it like Luca, you know, played, you know, close to 140 games with COVID, maybe not quite as many, but, you know, played a very good competition, the Big Ten, obviously is a great player in college, played the NCAA tournament. I think he's going to be more ready to step in than a lot of players. And even this year, you saw a lot of very high picks have to go to the G League to get a little more seasoning and, and develop. So I think he's a player who, you look at the name, if you're not an Iowa fan, and you think, oh, this guy's going to be a, a very high pick because he's a the award winner, but probably won't be, but I think has a chance to be a very successful player for a long time, though. 
So I got a theory, and it might be completely crazy. And if it is, just tell me because I got plenty of those. Chris, Luca Garza, we know what kind of a worker he is. And I think there's a place for him, not just because of the offensive skill set. We know that's immense. There's liabilities on the defensive end in terms of lateral quickness. But the way that he works, your team, I'm looking at Brooklyn. They got the second to last pick in the draft, 59. You got some guys that are, let's just say, rough around the edges. Now, Kevin Durant works, but you always wonder about a guy like Kyrie, about James Harden. You get that guy in practice as your 12th man, day in and day out, working his ass off. You think that rub off. Is that a crazy theory at all, or are there teams that look at that part of it too? Understanding he's not going to play. He's not going to be part of our normal rotation. But what he can do and how that rubs off, that's important to an organization. Yeah, it should be. Uh, if it isn't, it should be because, I, you know, you always want your, your players playing hard. And I always feel like teams that are successful, your hardest worker is your best player. That's why I think LeBron James, you know, has been so successful. He works so hard. If you're another player on the team and you're not maybe a hard worker, you watch him, you know, either you're you're going to work harder because of that or you're probably not going to be there for very long. So I think uh, you look at his work ethic, what he's done to try and improve himself, get him ready for the NBA. And, you know, the other thing I've never totally understood with NBA teams is, like, I don't want to pay my 12, 13, 14 man $10 million. Mm-hmm. If I could get a rookie, you know, to develop and maybe turns into something down the road, I'd rather have that than a, than a guy making $10 million who's probably not going to be happy sitting on the bench and not playing at all. So uh, I'm always surprised more teams don't utilize the draft. Can't always just build with the draft. We saw with Milwaukee. They had Giannis, who was the 15th pick that a lot of people passed on and regret now. But the other players they got, Chris Middleton was on a trade, kind of a throw-in person in a trade. You know, Lopez was a free agent. You know, you look at some of the other moves that they made. Drew Holiday, they've gotten a trade. So you can't just live and die by the draft. But I'm always surprised where teams don't gamble a little bit more and take some young players. And, you know, you draft a couple second-rounders and you hope that one develops, and we've seen that in the past. You know, when you look at players like uh, Ginobili and you look at, you know, even undrafted players, Wesley Matthews, you know, was a player. Brad Miller, who played in the Big Ten for a long. Ben Wallace, you know, great shot blocker, defensive player of the year, was never drafted. You have a lot of those players. John Starks, David Wesley going way back. So there are a lot of players that have done very well in the NBA Despite not being high picked, Draymond Green out of Michigan State has been a very key player mm-hmm. for the Warriors in their title. So you're right. I definitely think he's the type of player you can take in the second round. You know you're not going to have any problems with him off the court. You know he's going to work hard on the court. You know, Chris, we go over to Wies Camp and it's a different conversation with him. A guy that had a great freshman year, sophomore year, slumped a bit and then bounced back in a good way last season. Athletic is all get out can shoot the ball from the outside. It feels like a guy that would be coveted in the NBA. think he's improved here, going back to the end of the season, to what he is today. But your takeaways when you watch Wies Camp, you watch the film on him and what you see as an NBA player. Yeah, I definitely think he helped himself by rebounding this past year, having a very good junior season. But maybe more importantly is how well he tested at the uh, Chicago Combine. Shot the ball from outside very well was six of seven in one game and had a 42 inch vertical which is one of the best there so he shows that you know he's a little bit more athletic than maybe people might you know not having watched him a lot might not know and i think that definitely helps him and again if you can shoot the ball in the nba from three-point range you're gonna be a very highly coveted player and i think the fact that he's athletic he can guard people on the defensive end is important and like you said he probably goes ahead 
of Garza, even though Garza, you know, was the main star for Iowa the last several years. Uh, a, a name that really fascinates me, and it's too bad that the draft, at least for David Mitchell's sake, wasn't held the week after the NCAA tournament because he was on everybody's mind what he did for Baylor. Um, what what kind of player will he be in the NBA, and does he squeeze into the lottery tonight, or where do you think he goes? Yeah, I think he goes probably a little bit in the late part of the lottery. The lottery, of course, is the top 14 picks, teams that did not make the playoffs. And you're right, maybe if the draft would have been held in June, when it normally is, maybe his stock would be a little bit higher. There were some questions about his physical, and that caused his stock to tumble a little bit. But I think he's a player who can play both sides of the, feet, of the court. I think that's important. He not only is a good offensive player, got good strength, very athletic, but can defend. Uh, and I think that's one thing that sets him apart from other players in the scrap. I think there's a lot of scorers, but not a lot of defensive-minded players. And Baylor, you have to do both. Scott Drew is an outstanding coach, and even Jared Butler, who probably will go a little bit later in the draft, another player who can play both ends of the court. So you're right. I think he's a player, especially if you're not concerned about any of the medical issues, I think could be a player that will outperform a lot of players who are picked ahead of him. Chris, uh, let's go to the top of the board. Kate Cunningham, it would be an absolute shock if he doesn't go number one. Love the skill. One, I think I've seen a couple of times, though, people wonder, you know, is there a lot more upside? He's going to be a good player. Can he be an elite player, though, a top 10 player in the league? What are your thoughts on Cade Cunningham? Well, that's the question really with every draft is, you know, is there a LeBron James? Is there a Tim Duncan, David Robinson, Shaquille O'Neal, et cetera? And unfortunately, those players come about every five to ten years. You know, you look at most uh, teams in the NBA, that's what they're lacking. They're lacking that star player. But if you're a Detroit fan... You know, hopefully you have some reasons to be excited about the future. This is a team that's been down a lot the last few years, but had a pretty good draft last year. Isaiah Stewart was the second team all rookie selection. Uh, Sadiq Bay snuck into the first team. So they have some young players. You know, they tried to acquire Blake Griffin. That didn't work out. So to be honest, there isn't a lot of reasons for fans to go out to their games. So I think Cunningham, you know, players 6'8, 6'9, can play point guard, you know, great passer, really good athlete, comes from a basketball family. Is uh, had family members on the Oklahoma State staff. I think he makes a lot of sense for them. I know there's even been talk that Oklahoma City had tried to trade up from six, maybe throwing in a young player to move up, but Detroit seems pretty committed to keeping and taking Pete Cunningham as the number one overall pick. Uh, Chris Monter is our guest. You can follow him on Twitter, College BB News, at College BB News. Here's, uh, here's uh, kind of a, a different one for you. So if Anthony Edwards is in this year's draft, because I wasn't sure about him last year, but boy, he was fun to watch, and he better he was maybe more fun to listen to. I think the T Wolves really have something in this kid. Um, but last year, the knock was in; it's not a very good draft at the top of the draft. A lot of folks feel the same way with this one. Where would Edwards go in this draft? Yeah, he might not be the number one pick, but you're right. I think he, you know, I, I'm based out of Minnesota, so I got the chance to see him a lot. He started out a little bit slow; didn't shoot the ball particularly well from a three-point range. When you look at his numbers, he averaged over 24 points a game the second half of the season. The Minnesota Timberwolves actually played well down the stretch. They got a new coach, Chris Finch, who did a good job. They got a little bit healthy finally with D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns and played well. Uh, so I actually thought it should have been a little closer in the rookie of the year battling. Ball had 84 first place both Edwards only had 15. I thought it should have been a little bit closer because Lamella Ball missed 21 games. But you're right. He probably wouldn't be the top pick, but still would be a top three pick. And the one thing I like about Edwards, you mentioned what he was off the court. He was kind of a leader, even yeah. in Zoom meetings and press conference after. He was bringing Carl Anthony Downs and other players with him. And he doesn't turn uh, 20 until next month. So I think there's a lot of reasons for him 
uh, to continue to develop and a lot of reasons for fans in this area to get excited about the Timberwolves for the first time in quite some time. Give us a guy that you're higher on than either most people are mocking or, or you think NBA teams maybe are missing out on, and then a guy you don't believe is going to be as good as a lot of people do. You know, I think Cameron Thomas is a player who probably goes in the middle part of the first round, but he's an athletic guard, good size, can defend. LSU players have done pretty well in the NBA. Nas Reed was a player who played with the Iowa Wolves on a two-way deal, but really developed. And I think I, they've done a really good job of developing their players. You know, the one question mark player I think people have is going to be Jalen Johnson out of Duke. You know, he was a big-time recruit. A lot of people thought he'd be a top-five pick. Didn't have a great start to his season at Duke. Had some injuries and then left the team. A lot of people kind of questioned his toughness. So I think he'll be, it'll be very interesting to see exactly where he goes because he does have some question marks right around him now. Uh, Kid, you watched play his high school career and then obviously went on to uh, one year terrific year at Gonzaga. Jalen Suggs, a lot of folks have him ticketed north of the border to the Raptors. It's, it's, um, there's a lot of mocks that have him going there. What kind of NBA player is he going to be? I think he's going to be a great player. I've known him for a long time, a great football player, big-time football recruit as well, great quarterback, led his team to a state title in football as well as three in basketball. would have been four if we would have had a state tournament his senior year. But the one thing I was most impressed with him was he went to a team uh, in Gonzaga that was, had a lot of talent already when Cody Kispert and Timmy, et cetera. But he was kind of a leader from day one with that program. And I think that was the one thing you liked about him, that he could step in right away. I think he can translate that. Uh, to the NBA, Toronto would make a lot of sense. They got Freddie Van Fleet, who's kind of a little bit of a smaller guard, but, uh, you know, a very talented shooter. You combine those two for maybe a little smaller backcourt, but I think Nick Nurse, who a lot of your listeners are very familiar with, has done a really good job in the NBA. So I think that is a situation that makes a lot of sense for him to go for. I thought he would actually maybe go a little higher, but Jalen Green, uh, who played in the G League, his stock has really moved up, and he probably goes maybe now number two to Houston. So Suggs maybe slides back just a little bit because Cleveland – kind of already has a lot of players at that position already, so he probably goes number four. Uh, you were in Council Bluffs a couple of weeks ago, and I know that the Hawks had a bunch of their targets there. We'll get to that in a second. Before we do that, where did you have um, Tyrese Halliburton last year? Did he exceed your expectations as he falls to, what, it was 12 overall, uh, I believe, to Sacramento? Uh, did uh, where, where did you have him prior to the draft? And then uh, regardless of where he did, what did you think of his rookie campaign? Oh, he had a great rookie campaign. Was, you know, arguably, I would say the third best rookie behind Edwards and Ball. I thought he played extremely well. You're right. He was a player who I thought actually would go higher than number 12. I thought maybe possibly 10. You look at Jalen Smith, even though Phoenix made the uh, NBA Finals, he really didn't do much at all. Obi Toppin did very little with New York, and New York is a team that could use some help at point guard. So I'm sure there's a couple teams, even Detroit, with Killian Hayes, although I think he still has some time to grow. He's a foreign player. Didn't have a great rookie campaign, but I think there are several teams that are probably kicking themselves right now for not taking him a little bit higher. Speaking of Iowa State, uh, look to the future and a couple of guys I know that you look at quite closely. Taman Lipsy, the Ames kid, playing though with Eli King on the AAU grassroots circuit. Uh, what can you tell us about Eli, a top 100 player, and then the newest commitment from up at Totino Grace in Minneapolis, Demarion Watson. Yeah, a lot of Minnesota fans aren't super excited about Iowa State because they've gotten a couple of players out of uh, the state that people were hoping they get. That was one of the problems with Richard Bettino. He wasn't getting the top in-state kids to play in Minnesota, and that's why he isn't here. Ben Johnson, a former player, former assistant, that was thought to be his strength. You know, you give him a little bit of a pass because he got the job so late, but 
You look at Iowa State, their their staff is new. They're getting those kids. Uh, Eli King, very athletic player, also big-time football recruit, uh, had offers from Notre Dame, Minnesota, Iowa, and football as well. You know, was slowed a little bit because of the knee injury, but I thought played well. Had some injury issues this past week in Indianapolis, but they kind of took him out a little bit. Uh, but, you know, I think will be a very good player. Has a, a excellent two-sport athlete at Caledonia. Lipsy, I love because he doesn't wow you. He had the knee injury a while back. Maybe not quite as athletic, but a strong physical guard. Always seems to get his hand on the ball on defensive end. Always makes the right pass and shoot a little bit better than, than people thought. One of the reasons Ames had such a great year this year. Watson, you know, I hear, it's funny, I hear local fans saying, oh, well, he didn't really have a great summer. and Maybe Minnesota didn't miss out on things. But I've seen him throughout the season. I think he was a player who's got big-time upside and I think will be better and better. Plays on a a very talented team, Totino Grace, which has uh, Taysom Chapman, who's the number one junior in skate. They have another kid, C.J. O'Hara, another outstanding 2023 kid. So they have a lot of talent, but yet he's willing to do some of the little things. And then, of course, they got Gabe Kauscher, a uh, transfer from the University of Minnesota. Had an outstanding freshman year. Surprised a lot of people how well he played. Didn't play quite as well the last two years. Decided maybe a fresh start down in uh, Iowa would be a good thing for him. And Robert Jones, another player from Minnesota originally, played out in Denver. Successful big man out there. I think has a chance to be a good player in the in the Big 12 as well. Yeah, Kalsher's defense, a calling card. And Iowa State certainly needed that, and I think they've got that. Last thing for you, Chris. Uh, you were in Council Bluffs. I know the Hawks had some targets there. Who did you see, uh, and uh, who should Hawkeye fans be uh, getting excited about? Yeah, I actually did a couple stories on some uh, some of the kids uh, for Hawkeye Report. I sent those to Tom Caker, who I know you know well. Yep. Uh, Tyler Nickel, a player played for Team Loaded out in Virginia, averaged 35 points a game, big-time shooter. I know he has a visit, I think, September 17th to the 19th at Iowa. Also got a chance to talk to Josh Dix, a, a Council Bluff kid, played for Abraham Lincoln. Of course, they were a state tournament team and, and 4A, really shoots the ball well. Minnesota, I know, recently offered Wisconsin, was watching even though they haven't offered. I know Purdue was on them pretty hard, but they got Camp Heidi, another kid who plays for that D1 Minnesota team with Lipsy and King, so they're not on them quite as hard. Went out to Wake Forest for a visit, a very talented player, and then I got a chance to watch a couple of young kids, uh, Cooper Koch, whose father, J.R., a lot of fans might remember playing for the Hawkeyes in the 90s, was a second-round pick uh, by the New York mm-hmm. uh, Knicks, and then uh, Price Stanford, whose older brother Peyton will be a freshman at Iowa, a very talented player. Right after I interviewed him, uh, Drake offered him, obviously a little local connection there, but an outstanding player's mom played at Drake uh, for a year as well. So a lot of talented players out of the area that I was definitely involved with. Chris, to say this every time we uh, we let you go is, uh, yes, Trent, why, why don't we talk to Chris Monter more? You're savant at this stuff, man. The knowledge, uh, it's, it's first rate. Chris, thanks for doing this. I know you're busy on a busy day draft-wise. Um, Look for us in your uh, on your caller ID here, uh, text-wise, in the months ahead. Thank you, Chris Monter. Appreciate it. Thanks, thanks again, guys. Hope you have a great day. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon. Thank you, buddy. Chris Monter, uh, collegebasketballnews.com. Follow him on Twitter, at collegebbnews.com. Boy, he's got all this stuff just bing, bang, boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Covers the sport as well as anybody here in the upper Midwest, too. I mean, he, he knows these kids, and not just when they become stars. Right. But he knows them at the grassroots level. It's really good. Good information. You're exactly right. Yeah, we need to get more Chris Monter mm. in our life. Uh, we need more Nate Bolton. We need help. Yes, we do. Legal-wise. Well, of course, on the radio, we play doctor sometimes. We play a lawyer. Yep. But honestly... Wear a lot of hats, Trent. Yeah, not exactly our strengths. A little far out over the tips of our skis in some of these things. Tortious interference?
You pronounced it right. I'm impressed. I did. I couldn't spell it. Neither could our friend Petey. <laughs> and he got ripped for it. Oh, <laughs> mercifully. Heaven forbid a human makes a mistake. I know. Miller and Condon have a keyword for you. It's time to go for the green. Win $1,000 right now by texting the keyword green to 200-200. That's green to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Nate Bolton next. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and Victory Mounds is your ace when it comes to premium baseball and softball products and services. Utilizing our vast game and industry expertise, we sell portable pitching mounds, field equipment, and field products that we trust, use, and have used when coaching or playing. But that's not all. Victory Mounds Field Consulting Services can help you improve the quality and playability of your field. And our marketing and communication services can help you promote your facility business. Visit VictoryMounds.com to see what Victory Mounds can do for you and your media you can see it picture it the building you've always wanted an expansion of your existing business a new retail center where your growth really begins to take off you've got the vision but now what now you connect with graphite construction group formerly roshan corporation of iowa graphite construction group is the partner you want to match your vision from the moment you first connect to long after the build is complete nobody does it better than graphite construction group see why at Graphite GRP's KXNO. Trent Condon here with you. There's two kinds of rental property owners. The do-it-yourself guy and the renter's warehouse guy. You know DIY guy. He insists on handling everything himself, even if it makes him miserable. Renter's warehouse guys are a lot happier because they let my friends at Renter's Warehouse handle all their property management headaches. Like when a tenant clogs a crapper, DIY guy grabs a plunger, heads over, opens the lid, and nearly passes out. Renter's Warehouse guy, he lets Renter's Warehouse handle it. When tenants are late with rent, DIY guy interrupts his workday to call them, email them, text them, until he's wasted his entire day. While Renter's Warehouse guy lets Renter's Warehouse handle it. And when a tenant has an emergency at 3 in the morning, DIY guy has to roll out of bed and handle it himself. Because when you're a DIY landlord, your tenant's problems are always your problems. Renter's Warehouse guy, he sleeps Sleep soundly through the night. When it comes to your property management, let Renner's Warehouse handle it. Get your free rental price analysis at Renner'sWarehouse.com today. That's Renner'sWarehouse.com today or call 515-528-44. Trent Condon here for K-Guard, leaf-free gutter system. After wind took down a gutter at my house a few weeks back, I did the research and it pointed one way to K-Guard Gutter System. The Manning Brothers are Central Iowa guys that grew up here and take pride in the work that they do. And that certainly showed at my home. Professional installation on most homes in one day. No more worries about clogged gutters. Contact K-Guard Iowa today for a no-cost consultation at 515-795-7069. 795-7069 or online K-Guard Iowa 29. Some roofing companies come and go like a passing storm. Here today, gone tomorrow. Not Wolf Roofing. Wolf Roofing has been serving Central Iowans since 1993. From basic repairs to complete re-roofing projects, Wolf Roofing has the expertise to get your job done right. We have a team of highly trained and certified people, both in the field and behind the scenes, who care about your project. For a job done right, get the professionals at Wolf Roofing a call at 225-8866 or find us on the web at Wolf. Void where prohibited.
right, Miller and Condon, final couple of minutes here on a Thursday. Murph and Andy in at one. The Fanatics at three. Barnstormer Weekly tonight at six. And you've got high school baseball. What are you doing tonight? Going to have the quarterfinals tonight. It's Johnston against Dubuque Hempstead. 7.30 first pitch. We'll take the air at 7 o'clock. Michael Barta, head coach, will join me during the pregame show for the Dragons. Mm-hmm. Updates also throughout the afternoon. Dowling Catholic in action in 1.30 this afternoon. We'll keep an eye on that one. And then the big one at 5 o'clock, Waukee versus Ankeny. Waukee's Jackson mm. Wentworth, a future Kansas State Wildcat, against Brody Brecht, wow. anticipated on the mound. Get an update for you during the Fanatics, also during the 5 o'clock hour of that one. Whew. Any chance that game's not going to be over by the top by 7 o'clock, won't it? You won't get... You would think it's going to be a pitcher's duel. I don't think yes, this one's going to be... it won't take long? <laughs> it's not going to be 17-14 like Tigers Twins yesterday. <laughs> you mean uh, Lions-Vikings? <sighs> uh, when are you heading to Iowa City? Uh, probably get on the road, middle of the afternoon, 2, 2.30, something like that. That's the plan. Get over there, get set up, and then get ready to see a great game at 5. And fun one with the Dragons, Dubuque Hempstead. Power program from the east side of the state seems like they're in the state tournament every single year. Hmm. Uh, so you won't be betting today. You've got with so much on your plate. Well, I would hope. There, I mean, there's always a way. You can take a day off. I can. I probably won't. In fact, I'll probably listen to a gambling podcast on my way to Iowa City. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? So when I get there and I get to the parking lot, I can fire away and see. Uh, have some other people do some handicapping for me today. But for me, no. I have nothing, at least right now, on the docket. In fact, there's already baseball going on right now. Is there really? Yeah, the Mets. Brave Mets somebody. I think 11 o'clock our time for pitch today. Um, Stuart Mandel from The Athletic is going to join us tomorrow at 11.05. Look forward to that. Do you anticipate we're going to have any more fireworks here in the next 22 hours? What else is going to be out there when we flip on the microphones at 10 a.m. tomorrow? ESPN's already made theirs. Uh, they think the suit's ridiculous. Right. Paraphrasing. Uh-huh. Um, this might be kind of a lull. I kind of hope it is. It's been. I mean, it's. It, there's been one kind of slow day since this started. Mm-hmm. What last Wednesday? Uh, that was the Bullsby stuff that, that uh, popped yesterday. I think it was during Chris's show, was it not? It was, which Good for was him. great, yeah. I mean, especially having him on the air at that time. I'm guessing whatever he had planned changed. It did. I was with him for the first hour yesterday, and it was good. Good to talk with Chris and walk through, talk through some things. And they'll be back at it. Ross, back in the chair with him today at 3. Good stuff. We'll be back in this chair tomorrow with 10. Uh, the Morning Rush kicks off another day of local programming, as they always do at 6 a.m. We're Miller and Condon weekdays from 10 until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.